0: What's up everybody, welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson, I'm your host, and man, oh man, did we have a fun time at the NFL Draft on the first day, Thursday, April 23rd, happy birthday, happy belated birthday to my wife, probably should have told her in person, but you know, what are you going to do? Anyway, we're going to recap the first round of the NFL Draft. Joining me to do so, Ryan Wilson, our senior Draft analyst who has been, honestly, I, jo- I joke about the senior-junior thing, Ryan. You've been crushing it up in Connecticut. Yeah, I think you did, I- I'm not even kidding, uh, by my count, 13 and a half hours of draft coverage. And that does not include this podcast. Also, uh John Breach and Sean Bogdan McGuff, who, uh, by my count, drank six beers during the draft. Just two bottles of wine. Oh, nice. pretty nice. Like
1: the big bottles or like the little wimpy
0: Sean bottles? Evidence, if, you drink,
2: if
0: you drink big what? bottles, you're a – if you drink donkey bottles, you're a donkey. That's, what?
1: That's you how you drink, save you money, man.
0: You buy the you Costco
1: really, size. Come on. You don't you really buy about? bottles of wine, do you? Who doesn't? You don't? All I know is if we had to vote on who should be whose financial advisor, I am not picking Brinson to be mine. No, no
0: i financially.
2: Okay, good. You gotta buy in bulk, man. That's the secret. Wait, wait. Are there bigger bottles of wine than the one I'm holding? Yes. Oh my God, so, John, Have you ever all... been out in public? Well, breach. Here's the problem with bigger bottles: is then you can't finish it and it goes bad. So you're under pressure to drink it within a certain number of days. Whereas
3: no, this is no. the perfect
2: that's, size. That's a problem.
0: Here's having a to problem. finish your
1: bottles: a
2: problem? No. That's
0: just here's that's a bigger bottle of you wine. Like Brinson. No, the problem with bigger bottles of wine is that the only people who make big bottles of wine make crappy wine. Nobody makes good wine and puts it in big bottles because it's for mass consumption. I
2: I say, as I'm drinking a $4 bottle of wine I got from Trader Joe's,
0: I'm drinking some, I uh, I think at some point, small batch up in here. Oh, I have some
2: four roses, not small batch behind me.
0: This is on sale today at the liquor store. When I loaded up for the weekends, since my wife left for her birthday. Let's get to the draft already. Quarterbacks were taking, uh, no surprise that at number one, overall, Joe Burrow went. John Breach, you are a resident Bengals fan. Um, it is now official that you have moved on from Andy Dalton. You didn't get to break up with Andy Dalton. You didn't get to say goodbye to Andy Dalton. You were told that it's over, and it's, it's over. But you got Joe Burrow, so you got to be excited, right?
1: I mean, this is like your girlfriend ghosts you, but then a supermodel lands in your lap. So, you know, you're a little sad about the ghosting at first. Then you get the supermodel. You're like, all right, I'm good. Everything's back to normal. That's how I feel here. This was a a tears of joy pick. I mean, Joe Burrow feels like a guy who can – no, I didn't actually cry because I was covering the draft. I was was crying is how much I had to watch Wilson today and work with Brinson. Uh, But this really feels like someone (laughs) who could turn around this franchise. And I know we've talked about it on this podcast this offseason. I think I've even got Brinson sold on this. The the Bengals could be good next year. And and if they have a quarterback, you're like, Joe Burrow, he's got a stronger arm. I I think he's a better decision maker than Andy Dalton. He has the it factor that you (laughs) want to see in a quarterback. Uh, well, I mean, we need to see Joe Burrow on an NFL field against an NFL defense before we say he's a great decision maker on uh you know it's what it, that's all I, I...
2: okay sure Priest, so, can i ask you one quick question what this is the time now that burrow is officially a bangle i want to hear your ceiling for the Bengals and your floor for a ceiling because famously a year ago you said their ceiling was 10 and 6 i think their
0: ceiling's that's... 10 and 6 yeah i think oh, i would yeah. i would say 10 and 6 also i think they're a 10 win ceiling team if burrow if burrow is great and zach taylor figures something out their ceiling's 10 wins that's I mean, everything. That all the, what's that, Ryan Wilson? Zach Taylor going to figure out how to coach. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, he has to figure out how to coach and the offense has to be better. But there's still these like ten wins. Um, so, Breach, I'm going to give you 15 seconds to talk about Joe Burrow because there was just an obvious pick. We don't want to linger too long on it. It was a win for the Bengals, um, but they got Joe Burrow. This team
1: has been bad. For, you know, they haven't won a playoff game since 1990. Things have been so ugly. This is what the city of Cincinnati needed. I think Joe Burrow
0: can be the guy that ends the playoff drought and gets the Bengals back to the Super Bowl. Bang! Wow. By 15 by seconds, when. exactly. Bang, good job, Breach. That's like the Geico 15 you could watch with – uh Ryan Wilson on CBS Sports HQ, which by the way, if you love this podcast, come on back to CBS Sports HQ, 6 PM to 7 PM on Friday, 11 AM to noon on Saturday to preview the draft. We will be doing the pick six podcast show. And then the entire during the draft, all the, but the next two days, Ryan Wilson will be up at your grill. They threw Wilson on a, uh, a telestrator. You had, a, you had a, a lot of heads up, and, and you knew it was happening, and you were like, hey, look, here's Tua. He's my top pick, and now he's going to the Dolphins. What did you think when it actually happened, Ryan? Because you, I think you got suckered into the Herbert business, probably because you spent too much time with Pete. I don't blame you. It's happened to Pete Prisco. It's happened to me before. But as I said, the smokescreens were all BS. Tua was going to the Dolphins all along. What would you think? I liked it for the Dolphins,
4: and I said in previous weeks that if you have three first-round picks, it makes sense to do that. I didn't get suffered in the Justin Herbert business. My last mock draft, my last two mock drafts, I had him going 20th to the Jaguars. He went 6th to went 5th in real life. Uh, I'm not convinced that uh, the Chargers made the right move. I know Sean agrees with me that taking a Cuda, if he were there, he was gone, but someone like Simmons would have been much mm-hmm. more intriguing. The Chargers later traded back up to, to get a linebacker. I, I wasn't crazy about that. But, um, they got their quarterback and and now we'll see how long they decide to sit on their hands. I imagine they're going to play Justin Herbert sooner rather than later. And, uh, yeah, I I don't think this is going to be in best interest. All
0: right. Well, let's, 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 let's do Tua first here because it's, it is, it is the same conversation because ultimately over the next 10 years, the Dolphins and the Chargers, two franchises that no one has given a crap about for the last ten years, are going to be judged entirely on their selection of Tua Tungavalowa and Justin Herbert at five and six overall. Uh to me, the Dolphins I look I'm gonna give the Dolphins credit because I, I I've been screaming for weeks. I'm like, this smoke screen is crap. It's junk, it's garbage. And even when I put in Tua number five of the Dolphins in my mock draft. Bang. Thank you. And even when I put my bet in for Tua to be drafted by the Dolphins, I still had a level of uncertainty and everyone in the local and national media got completely snowed over by this smoke screen. I mean, it was, everyone was telling you the Dolphins are taking Herbert. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was so obvious. It was, it was like too obvious. Good job by you Dolphins. You played the smoke screen well because you, you, She didn't have to trade up to get Tua. And to me, that is a massive, massive win for the Dolphins in this draft season.
2: Yeah, I mean... We we were talking about the conversation a year ago was that they're tanking for Tua, and we've talked about it so many times that Fitzpatrick leads them to all those wins at the end of the year. It looked like they were ruined for Tua, and this is such a great landing spot for both of these teams because Tua, despite the injury in the in this off season climate, which you know did not allow for him to get checked out medically by all these teams, he stills a top five pick, and the team that wanted the number one pick to take Tua got the fifth pick. ...on accident, and they still got to take Tua, and and like you, this was a classic, like, are they going to overthink this and take Herbert, and we've talked about this multiple times... Herbert has his own wrist. It's separate from Tua's wrist. Tua carries wrist too, but Herbert's wrist is that he's not going to be any good. Where it's Tua's wrist is we feel more confident about him as a player, and it's more about the medicals. But they could not pass on Tua, have Tua go to the Chargers, have Tua be great, and and everyone would be like, bro, you were sitting there at five, and you had a chance at Tua, and you overthought it, and you took the worst quarterback. So bravo to them for at least for not overthinking it.
0: By by the way, I want to give one more little shout out to the Dolphins because we we talk about their smokescreen with Justin Herbert, and then they like threw out this little like you know when you're when you got a a, a, a torpedo chasing you in like a video game, you throw a flare are like, you know, like submarines sort are of flares, right? To distract repeaters they're like, we're going to take an, op- we're going to trade up for an offensive lineman. It was like, what? What? That's insane. And then they threw out another one. They're like, we're going to might take like two offensive linemen at three and five and they take Jordan Love. It's like, what? That's also insane. And, but then I think the thing that we missed that the dolphins were doing, and I'll get, again, I'll give them credit for this. There's a, a certain political figure who has done this. It's just complete. Disambiguation, like, uh, like, like just make everything blurry so no one can figure out what's going on. Uh, they also decided to leak 45 times over and over and over again that they wanted to trade to number one to get Joe Burrow. They had been told already by the Bengals, please stop calling us. And they kept leaking it over and over and over again. This really felt like the Dolphins
1: coaching staff was playing a game of who can leak the craziest thing to the media yes. and get that media member to report it. Like, "Oh, we're going to trade up and get the 3rd pick and the 5th pick and then we're going to use that to get the number 1 pick from Burrow. You win, man. You got that guy to report that."
0: Uh, oh, breach. What if is it possible that the Dolphins actually leaked that the Giants wanted to take Herbert?
1: So to I, get someone to
0: trade up to three to take Herbert, so two it would definitely fall to five? It is totally believable. If
1: I learned one thing from the draft this year, it is that I am turning off my TV, shutting off the internet 48 hours before the draft, and not listening to anything. because I feel like everything was set by Sunday, by Monday, and it was Tuesday and Wednesday where things just got crazy, all these reports flying out, and nobody knew it was happening anymore. Up was down, Wilson was Sean, everyone was confused. And so I, that's, that's what I think. If you just went with your gut on Monday, you got everything right. So let's, let's ignore what the Dolphins do Tuesday and Wednesday next year.
0: Wilson, uh, I know Pete does the grades, but you're probably, I mean, look, he's probably only got, I don't know, what three to five years left on this earth. You're going to be in charge of the grades fairly soon. Um, what, uh, <laughs> we record these late at night. Don't worry about it. Um, are you, yeah. if you had to give grades for two, uh, one grade? can't hear anything you're saying. If you had to give one grade for Tua and one grade for Herbert, what would you give out? Tua, I think, is an A.
4: And I think it's for the reason that you have three first-round picks, and you're taking a flyer on a guy that maybe is only 40% uh, a chance to be a, a franchise quarterback as a first-round pick, and typically that's a 50% gamble. Why not? And, and we talk about it all the time in 2006. They had Drew Brees, and they let him walk for Dante Culpepper. Um The other grade for Herbert, I think it's a D. And i don't blame Herbert. I mean, you don't blame the guy writing the check or uh, cashing the check. You blame the guy writing it. And I just don't think he's a good fit in Los Angeles for 2020. And I can't imagine that there's going to be a scenario of if uh, Tyrod Taylor struggles early on that they're not going to say, hey, let's throw Justin Herbert out there and see what happens. I know what's going to happen. It's not going to be pretty. And if they sit him for 2020, I will make it a B. But I think if they put him out there at any point next year, and maybe they won't. We know that um, Anthony Lynn and Tyrod Taylor had success guys in the ball. At um in Buffalo, but then they gave their second round pick to move back up. Their second and third round pick to move back up in, into the draft. In the first round to get Kenneth Murray. And according to RJ's draft value chart, that actually works out. That's a pretty even deal. But now they can't go in the second round and get an offensive tackle, or they can't go in the second round and get a running back. And that's less firepower for for an offense. That's okay, but you could stand to use one more running back and certainly another offensive tackle.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead, Sean.
2: Well, oh, I was going to say that. So I agree with both of the grades that Ryan gave. And the reason I don't, I don't mind the trade up for Murray. I think like Ryan said, that's a fine deal when you look at what they gave up. I don't think they overpaid drastically. Like we've seen so many teams in the past to get back into the first round. It's just like, if you wanted that defensive player, just take Isaiah Simmons at, at, at six.
0: I really felt like he was a great fit well, for that that's, defense. That's the question. Would you rather have Isaiah Simmons and Jordan Love or uh, is that right? Could you do Isaiah Simmons and Jordan Love or, uh, yeah. Herbert? Jordan, and- Jordan Love was
2: on the board when they traded it up. Yeah. It's the, Saints yeah. and the, Patri- the Saints and the Patriots both yeah. passed on taking Jordan Love. Absolutely. When the Patriots Absolutely. traded
0: out. It was like, oh, they are going with Stidham. All right? Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess that's the question. Would you rather have Isaiah Simmons? And Jordan Love. Yes. Or Justin Herbert and Kenneth Murray. And I think it's probably close, but I would take the Simmons Love side, especially if I'm in a situation where I have Tyrod Taylor and I'm sitting a guy. Like Jordan Love is the guy you want to sit for a year. Herbert's is, is been starting for four years. What do you mean you just sit him for a year and do what? Learn how to be a quarterback? Come on. And again, we've mentioned this a zillion times,
1: but this, the Chargers have one year Super Bowl window. That is it. After the 2020 season, Melvin Ingram, Keenan Allen, Joey Bosa, Hunter Henry, Mike Pouncey, Virgil Green, Denzel Perriman, all those guys have expiring contracts after 2020. You can't re-sign everybody. It's just not going to happen. And so you got to well, win in 2020. I don't think Justin Herbert helps you do that. I think they should have taken someone else.
0: Well, let me ask you this, Breach. Do you think that there's a chance that there's Anthony Lane went 5-11 and last year? with Philip rivers and they cut the all time, you know, icon of the franchise loose. Is there a chance that they say, Hey, look, man, you have to go win and win big this year or else we're going to let you go. And when they said that, he's like, all right, I I'm in, I want Tyrod Taylor as my guy. And the GM top to Lesko was like, well, that's nice and all, but I am going to take a quarterback. If he's there, you know what I'm saying? Like they're basically like, Hey, Anthony Lynn, you got 2020. And if it doesn't work out, sorry, we're going to go with somebody else.
1: Right, and I'm sure Anthony Lim, if that happened, was like, well, it'd be a little helpful if we could use that sixth overall pick to help the team for 2020, and not on a quarterback who might not play until 2021. It just, the Chargers are literally the one team that has, they have so many expiring contracts,
2: that I I can't believe, uh, they did that. I've said this before, what I would have preferred them to do is use that sixth pick, whether it's Isaiah Simmons or, you know, Derek Brown, whoever else it is, Go all in Tyra Taylor because Breach just said it. You're playing off Windows right now. And if it doesn't work out, you're going to have a good draft pick a year from now and then figure it out in a year from now and draft a quarterback. I just felt like this wasn't the year for them to take a quarterback. And so, Brinson, when you put, when you, you know, posit as would you rather have Simmons and Love or Herbert, um uh, and Murray? I think you could just say take Simmons at six and don't trade up. Keep all your picks and keep adding depth to an already pretty good roster. I think we would agree.
0: By the way, here at the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sign Cam Newton. Yeah, just sign Cam Newton and go with Isaiah Simmons. Like, that's better than Justin Herbert and not Isaiah Simmons. Um, our research team points out that the Oregon quarterbacks dra- drafted in the top six all-time. Here they are. Uh, Achilles Smith, 99, the notable Ricky Williams refusal trade that, that led us to believe Joe Burrow would be the number one pick. Joey Harrington, 2 third overall to the Lions. Uh, Marcus Mariota, Titans, second overall in 2015, and, and George Shaw went first overall to the Colts, technically in, in 1955, but that's pre-merger. And, uh, and then now Justin Herbert, sixth overall to the Chargers. I, look, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna berate Herbert Wilson, cause we agree that he is a good kid, and probably a good person, he works hard, and, he, and he's a great athlete, but his ball placement stinks, his, You know, his accuracy is is not as good as his numbers represent. And to me, he doesn't have the anticipation that you would expect from something like like Joe Burrow hadn't been starting for four years, but he has anticipation and he knows how to be accurate, even if his deep ball isn't perfect. Justin Herbert has a great deep ball, but he doesn't have anticipation. Well, one of those things I'm not saying coach somebody to be stronger, but you can go lift weights. You're not teaching. You're not teaching someone to anticipate passes better.
4: Yeah, I mean, part of the issue, and Brady Quinn will tell you this as well, is their offense, uh, didn't suit what Herbert does well. And you mentioned he started for four years, so he does have experience. And, you know, the physical skills and all that. Look, he was taking six. Guess he was taking six last year, Daniel Jones. And it was the same conversation. If Justin Herbert went 20th, Daniel Jones went 20th, no one would care. So that's the issue. And yeah. it harkens back to, to the big thing facing Justin Herbert. Leadership. And, and that's the whole thing. Can he handle that? And do I want him to, to succeed? Sure. I would love to see that. I just hope that the Chargers, uh, in the scenario you laid out where um, Anthony Lynn has to win now, that's problematic, but I would love to see the Chargers sit him for a year, and it doesn't happen. Um, I mean, Andy Reid did it, and he won a Super Bowl, but for the most part, when you draft someone in the first round and your team starts losing games, they want to see the franchise quarterback no matter if he's ready or not. So that's the issue, and to the other point, and I've I've been saying this for a month or so, I wish they had taken a defensive player there and, and just Tried to clamp down on the Chiefs. Of course, the Chiefs probably thought that was going to happen, so they drafted Clyde Edwards-Helaire. But that's another story for for a few moments.
0: And, and we will we will get to that. By the way, we, you and I you and I were all in on Herbert to the Chargers, and then got suckered by our boy Chris Hare on that Chargers podcast. And yes. believe it, go defense. Thanks a lot, Chris. You ruined my perfect mock draft. Um, my mock draft actually was screwed anyway because I didn't have Jordan Love going in the first round, and he did go in the first round, and in fact went to Sean. The Green Bay Packers. At the age of thirty-five, Brett Favre had to watch Aaron Rodgers be drafted late in the first round. And now at the age of thirty five, Aaron Rodgers has to watch Jordan Love be drafted in the first round. Um our pal Aaron Nagler of uh was it, was it, was it, was it Cheeseheads.com <laughs> TV, excuse me. Um Aaron's Aaron's my boy. I've been him forever. He's been on the podcast. But he said, make no mistake, the idea is for love to take over from Rodgers, period. Yeah, I would hope so. Um, but it gets a little murky because Olivier Rayner of, uh, she is from the journal Sentinel says a, this is a quote from GM Brian Gutkunst. I haven't connected with Aaron yet. Uh-oh, Sean.
2: Yes. And I mean, it, it, the similarities between 15 years ago, the Packers taking Brett, Aaron Rodgers with Brett Favre there and today. Is so striking because I, I actually, I wrote about this. Um, so it's exactly 15 years ago, and entering the 2005 draft, the Packers were coming off a 10-win season, and in his age 35 season, Favre through for over 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, 17 picks, a 92.4 passer rating, and the Packers season ended with a double-digit loss in the playoffs. That is, like, almost identical, minus all the interceptions, what happened to the Packers this year. Um, and Aaron Rodgers, also, in his thir- age 35 season. And I think there is a very reasonable argument to be made. That the Packers would be better off taking a wide receiver, whatever position you want to take, um, and helping Rodgers try to get one more. Because I really do think if you if the Packers look back on the Favre and Rogers era and they only got one Super Bowl out of those two 20 years of quarterback play, which you don't want to overlook, winning Super Bowls is hard. Uh, two, but if you two, only get two, two, two. yeah, sorry, what I, said, I meant two, like two, one, one 20. per one per each, yeah. I I think that – again, you don't want to overlook it, but that would be a relative disappointment, I would say. It's like telling the Chiefs, you're only going to win one Super Bowl with Mahomes. Would you take it? No Chiefs fan would take that. And so I think that's what the argument is. Do you go all in with Rodgers when he's 36 years old and not at his prime and try to win one more, or do you start to plan for the future? I don't have a problem with taking a quarterback right now. I've been saying on this pod for months and months since last season that Rodgers is declining. I don't know if Love's the guy, though, and I don't love Love the prospect. And if Love had fallen to them at 30, I would have been more okay with it. I don't love trading up to get him, and I do think maybe it does speak volumes, the fact that Bill Belichick and Sean Payton needed a quarterback for the long term more than the Packers did, and they both said no to Jordan Love.
0: Ryan, yeah, and would, the one like thing- Ryan, Ryan would like a word with you about Jordan Love, by the way.
2: Ryan,
1: do you uh, think I'll- he's, he's, he's going to beat out Aaron Rodgers this year?
4: No, I don't. I think it'll be the same <laughs> scenario we saw 15 years ago. And the issue is, um, you know, we talk about these young quarterbacks going to great situations. On paper, Green Bay is a great situation for, for Jordan Love. The reality is that Aaron Rodgers will be less welcoming than Aaron, than Fred Favre was 15 years ago. So that's the concern. Um, what does this mean for Matt LaFleur? I, I guess I should ask John Breach. What are you doing, John Breach? Do you not trust Aaron Rodgers? Why would you go out and get a quarterback in year two when you need uh, wide receivers and offensive tackles?
1: Well, this is – there is so much – and I, my whole thing, the thing I wrote was how just mind-bogglingly stupid this move was. I am not going to uh, shield away from this. I hated this move. Uh, I don't understand why the Packers traded up. You know, there were reports at the beginning of last year that LaFleur and Rogers had kind of a, a – a, not a great relationship, and it got better. And obviously winning cures everything, and that's where they got – this is going to blow everything up, especially if Brian Goodykunst didn't tell Aaron Rodgers about this pick – Aaron Rodgers holds a grudge literally against everyone. So it, your team drafts a quarterback and they didn't give you a heads up that you were going to draft a quarterback. That's a problem. And, and it, you compare this to the Favre situation, I don't really think they're comparable at all besides the obvious, you know, quarterback to quarterback replacement. But look. Brett Favre waffled on retirement every year. The Packers had to get someone in there because they did not know Brett Favre was coming back. Aaron Rodgers has not done that a single time. It's actually been the opposite. Aaron Rodgers has said, I'm going to play until 40 or 45. He has basically promised to play at least four more years, whereas March 2005 was the first time Brett Favre came out and said, yeah, I don't know. And then he eventually announced he was going to come back about a month before that draft. So the Packers knew they had to plan ahead. That's not So that's not the same situation here. Also, Favre didn't just get an extension that made him the highest-paid player in NFL history. Aaron Rodgers got that, and because of that extension, they can't just cut bait and run here. They're stuck with Aaron Rodgers for at least two more years minimum. They can get rid of him at that third year, but even that's going to be expensive. So your really only option here is sit Jordan Love for three years, trade Aaron Rodgers, Or bench Aaron Rodgers because he starts to struggle after year one or year two. You can't have your first-round pick on the bench with Aaron Rodgers struggling. You have to put him in eventually. So this is just—I do not understand this move at all. I would—I
0: would—I would—I would like like to add too. I think that the other differentiator here between the Favre, Rodgers, and Rodgers Love thing is that Aaron Rodgers was considered a potential number one overall pick. Like, it was between him and Alex Smith for the 49ers. And, by the way, Mike McCarthy on that 49ers, as you see on the 49ers. And he wasn't taking number one overall, and he had a surprising drop down the board. Jordan Rodgers, I mean, Jordan Rogers, Jordan <laughs> Love's over-under was 23-and-a-half, right. like 19-and-a-half. Like, this is just where he was supposed to be. Now, does he have all the physical tools of a potentially great quarterback? Yes. Are the Packers trying to do the same thing they previously did by bridging the gap. Like this is, this is a very important thing for NFL teams to do. If you can successfully bridge the gap and sometimes it's it's by accident, sometimes it's by being smart. Sometimes you end up in a, in an ugly divorce like the Packers did the last time. But if you can successfully bridge the gap from one franchise quarterback to another franchise quarterback, it is a huge deal in the NFL It guarantees you 15 plus years of stability as a blue chip franchise. And so I I think like, I think that matters in the sense that they should take Jordan Love if they believe he is a great quarterback. But Breach's point about the contract is right. Here are the dead cat numbers for Aaron Rodgers over the next four years of his contract. $39.74 million. Okay. Jordan Love's not playing next year. $31.556 million. Again, not playing barring a trade. $17.204 million and they can save $22 million against the cap. But like, why did you sign him to burn $17 million in dead cap space and play Jordan Love? It, and it's going to piss Aaron Rodgers off. It's going to, it, 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 it there were guys on the board that they could have taken to help Aaron Rodgers this year. And instead, like, I don't, I don't, I, I understand the pick. If you want to, I, I don't like Herbert. I kind of like Love. If you want to take a quarterback and believe that it'll set you up for the next 10 or 15 years, do it. But, like, there are repercussions if you fail in that, in that aspect of it. Yeah, let me just say I love, real quick. I love the pick. What?
1: Whoa, Wilson. Well, Wilson's all in on love. That's fine. You should be. If
4: do you, you think, no, well,
1: how, well, how soon do you think Jordan Love should play, Ryan?
4: He shouldn't see the field next year. And, and uh, it, look, the, the cap number, Brunson just right out for 2021 ain't pretty either. So if he sat for two years, I'd be fine with that. And your comeback would be, well, why don't you just get something else and then see what's out there? Every team, and Brinson just said this, every team needs a quarterback. So you can't look ahead next year for Trevor. There's only one Trevor Lawrence. You can't look ahead two years to whoever's going to be available then. You don't even know who that is. If you love Jordan Love and you understand he needs to sit and in two years' time he can be uh, the quarterback you think he can be, take him. And, oh, by the way, why do you think they traded up just for shiggles? I guarantee you the Colts were were probably the team they were afraid moving up from 34 to come get a quarterback. That was sort of the the speculation uh, in the days and weeks leading up to the draft. Now we know a lot of things were said and none of that came true. But you don't just trade up just to trade up unless they really wanted to piss off Aaron Rodgers. So let's burn some picks so so we can't get anybody. And
0: and look, like, when the Packers took Aaron Rodgers when they did, everyone was like, this is ridiculous. You have Brett Favre. He's one MVPs. He's the greatest quarterback in franchise history, better than Bart Starr. You can't take Aaron Rodgers. Like, the same things were said. And, And let's also remember, like, I also think this is,
2: in many ways, a vote of confidence in Matt Lafleur because when the Packers took Aaron yep. Rodgers, like we, even though the Mike McCarthy name and reputation has gone down the drain in in the last few years since he's been fired, and even before then, but. He played such a key role in in developing Rodgers and changing his mechanics and getting him to that level. And we know Favre wasn't helping him, like that's come out. So I I really think like this is also like we, we, Matt we also know Aaron Rodgers
0: ain't helping Jordan Love exactly.
2: Exactly. So this is like on Matt Lafleur and the rest of that coaching staff to coach Jordan Love up to get him. You know what Rogers? What McCarthy did for Rodgers. Jordan Love needs that from the from the Packers coaching staff. And the last thing I'll say is. I, I understand the pick and like I that's why I'm not going in on it too much as much as breaches. But I will say though, Princeton, you like when there's like a fourth and one, you like to ask like the opposing fan, do you want this team to go for it? And that's like a good measure if you should. I was really happy as a Bears fan when the Packers made this pick because I was like, Oh boy, like you're telling me that like you're wasting one of the last years of Aaron Rodgers, you know near his prime on a player who's not going to help him. Like, yes, I will take that hundred percent every single day because the fact of the matter is we don't know which of these quarterbacks are going to be good. And chances are most of these quarterbacks aren't going to be good because that's just the way the draft works. Yeah. And
1: and, and and also I hate that the Packers broke my number one rule, which is don't draft the fourth quarterback in the first round. <laughs> because and, and and I know I said this a lot, but one thing I didn't explain about that is that you, you're getting the fourth most talented guy in the first round. Why do you think the fourth most talented guy is going to pan out? And and so one well, part that, that that
0: that, of that insinuates that Justin Herbert is the fourth most talented quarterback in the – Yeah, game. okay, I mean, so, so you could go
4: – Breach, that's idiotic, and I love you, but how do you know he's the fourth best?
1: <laughs> well, well, we'll find out, and and we'll have this conversation in five years, Ryan. But the other I part would, of this – oh, Let me finish this real quick. Have,
0: hold on, hold on, i would just say this. I would much rather have Jordan Love – with the trade up the Packers did, then have Justin Herbert yes. at six. Agreed. But right no, I,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not to take over not in with Aaron Rodgers as my starting quarterback. What I was gonna say though is if my option is to take the fourth quarterback in the first round or take maybe the sixth best quarterback but in the third round. That's what I'm doing. That's the difference because there's a lot lower risk. There is a lot of pressure. If the Packers draft a quarterback in the third round, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be irate. He's just going to deal with him like, yeah, well, we need someone. I need a backup. He's not going to think twice. But you bring in a first-round quarterback, it changes the entire dynamic.
4: They they clearly do not care what Aaron Rodgers thinks. That's why they drafted Jordan Love in the first round. Well, that's a problem.
1: He's your starting quarterback. He's going
0: to hate the whole entire organization. He's He's 35, though, man. He's old. 36. Right. 36 straight to New England as half Tom Brady's time. 43. So, what, what 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 does that mean?
2: I think we I'm can all agree Aaron Rodgers
0: 36 is not old.
2: Yeah, uh every quarterback is we can't apply the Breeze Brady standard to every quarterback. Yeah, yeah,
0: maybe maybe let's not assume every quarterback will be Tom Brady. <laughs> since he's Yeah, by the way. You know, and by the times. way,
2: Rodgers is already declining.
0: So, like. yeah. And Breeze, did you see
4: Ben Roethlisberger 2 months ago what he looked like? He's 38.
1: It looks worse than me. Uh, and let's also not say that every quarterback's Ben Roethlisberger. That's literally the opposite of Brady. Like, Brady's eating organic food. Roethlisberger's eating spoonfuls of butter.
0: Right. Yeah, you you, and EK, two other Miami of uh, Ohio alums, are going to be toast by the time you're 39. <laughs> Good luck. I, Enjoy I your like last two years of life. My last six months.
2: <laughs> a lot of a lot of death colleague jokes from Brinson today. I, I well,
1: realize now.
0: My
2: wife
1: turned 39
0: happened? and left me, so what are you going to do?
2: She
1: didn't
0: really leave me She
1: left She left. I'm down. laughing because Wilson Now that he's not on video It's harder for him to get a word in Because we
0: can't see him talking like, <laughs> he, also,
2: he also gave up Because he was like Oh okay
0: fine He video off <laughs> Now he's making fart noises Oh please stop it
4: uh, I'm back What I was going to say I think I figured out what's going on uh, Breach has now uh, grown some Quote unquote beer muscles That he has Joe Burrow So he's going to be uh, Just talking down everything He suddenly hates Ben Roethlisberger Even though he went to college with him uh, this is going to be a thing to the point where I'm going to have to start hating on Breach's team because I don't want to win football games because it's going to be so antagonistic. So this is day one, guys. Just wait till like, day 240.
0: This is going to be on Podcast got spicier. we got to take a break anyway. So uh, there's, there's, there were more picks than just the quarterbacks. In fact, lots of them, a ton of wide receivers taken. Who was the best wide receiver taken? Who was the worst? Is the virtual draft a success? We will tell you after the break. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: Worried about letting someone
0: else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect, impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe
1: avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries, so that you can overthink
0: what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply. All right, the virtual draft was a fly, the flying success, in my opinion. Does anybody disagree? Breach, this is your your wheelhouse. Did the I, I thought the NFL. And all the teams and Roger Goodell, who I appreciate, by the way, midstream. He said, F it. I don't care. Blazer off, sweater on. I'm out on blazer. I'm not standing in my damn basement wearing a blazer. I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear, I'm going to wear this sweater. I'm going to be comfortable. I'm going to enjoy my basement while I'm announcing these picks. And sure, he screwed up the date of the Vegas draft. Who cares? Uh, other than that, I thought it was a fairly, impressive presentation from the NFL. Yeah,
1: it was pretty much glitch free, except for like you said, when Goodell was trying to mention that the draft was going to be in 2022 in Vegas and he said it was 2020 and everyone got confused. But but then uh, you
0: could tell he was like, he was like, and now with the 20th pick in the 2020, he goes, oh, like you could, you, could, <laughs> you could see it like rotating his brain. He was like, Damn it! I know I messed <laughs> but up. But he
1: didn't fix it. He just kept going. He, again, he was like, F it. I, this is. I'm in my basement. Who cares? Yeah. I'm going to be eating Cheetos after this. It doesn't even matter. This draft is almost halfway over." Uh, and, and I thought it was actually cool to see where everyone was making their picks from, seeing the houses that all the coaches and general managers were in, and and kids and dogs running around everywhere, and and Cliff Kingsbury hanging out at a bachelor
2: fantasy suite. I mean, it was just all crazy. There was one little hiccup oh. by the Tennessee Titans that we don't need to talk about, but I did well, find we, it.
0: F- we do need to talk about it. it, it
1: I, oh, well, that or- was one of my losers. Are we just going to talk about it now?
0: Oh, right, we'll save it for later. It appeared that somebody was taking a poop at Mike Vrabel's house. <laughs> it was his son. He and claimed he, tried- he was on a stool. which keyword being stool. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, Sean, <laughs> GD, man. You ever watch Arrested Development? That's the joke. He's do on a think- stool.
2: Oh, you actually think Vrabel was in on the joke? I thought he was Vrabel being serious, like trying to like deflect embarrassment away from his son.
0: Well, he's just sitting. He's like sitting in a room on a stool. No, it's like it's like it's like when Lucille Bluth. I tweeted this other day because I was watching this episode. It's like Lucille Bluth is like praying. She's like, "Please keep Buster from going to army." And then his hand gets bit off by a loose seal. It's I mean like. I think, I think Mike, I think Mike Vrabel's in on it for sure. He's the man who's, we spent the whole year talking about his junk getting cut off to win a Super Bowl. You don't Fair think play. he's in this? Yeah. So if, like if you went chalk at the top of your box or you followed Ryan Wilson, you bet on that Akuda, Chase Young, Joe Burrow combo, you're making cash, but there were no trades early, Ryan. What, what was the sense is, is like you guys were in the studio in Connecticut and you're, you're doing the show. Did it feel like there was nothing exciting happening? Like Even though Tua and Herbert go five and six, did it feel like it was just sort of going to be a a no-trade scenario? Yeah, no, it started that way. So the first three, chalk. The fourth,
4: the Giants take an offensive tackle. I like Jedrick Wells. They took Andrew Thomas. That's perfectly fine. And then people started getting nervous to try to figure out what was going to happen uh, with the Dolphins. Were they going to take an offensive tackle as they duped so many people into thinking, myself included? Uh, They didn't. They took Tua. Uh, so we didn't have our first trade until pick 13, and the Buccaneers moved up one spot mm. to get Tristan works. And the good news is they only had to give a fourth-round pick. I know Pete didn't like the idea of them giving up that fourth-rounder, but that's much better than giving up that second and third-rounder because now they can get a running back in the second round if they want or maybe get a slot receiver and then also get a cornerback if that's what they're in the business for. So then things started getting weird, weird though. So, like, right, the first 10, 12 picks were pretty normal. Henry Ruggs was the first wide receiver off the board. That was relatively surprising. But then things just went haywire, I feel like, from pick 13 down. I mean, Austin Jackson went the first round. A lot of people didn't think that was coming. A.J. Terrell went to the Falcons who were reportedly going to trade up. They didn't go anywhere. And that's sort of what we saw. Not a lot of teams needed to move around uh, until we saw the Chargers trade back up at 23 when the Patriots said, see ya. And uh, they they'd used the Pete Prisco gif and said, see ya. <laughs> and then the bottom third, like the last nine picks, you could argue that 90% of those were just completely and utterly out of nowhere bonkers.
0: All right. Well, let's talk about those wide receivers real quick. So I lost my balls. I, they cost me bad. The CD lamp didn't go under 12 and a half. But I had been saying that I thought Henry Ruggs was a good bet to be the first wide receiver off value-wise. And he was the first wide receiver off. And, and just to pat myself on the back here... Uh, Told everyone on the podcast and I got multiple DMs and tweets about it that they should take Andrew Thomas, first offensive lineman off the board, five to one. Bang, bang. That's a big winner celebrating that for a minute. Tua nailed it. Uh, but I was stunned, Sean, when the Las Vegas Raiders took Henry Ruggs the third, 12th overall. And it's not that Ruggs is a bad player. He's a, he's a great player. He's explosive. He runs 427. At the, at the 40 at the combine, he is a, a guy who played at the highest level of competition. But as uh, like, I tweeted this and within like 0.01 seconds, I got a like from you on Twitter. <laughs> like, like, oh boy, you've got a really fast guy for Derek Carr. Great. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's surprising,
2: but if it's the Raiders doing it, it's not that surprising, right? Like, and I know, look, obviously it's, the it's Al like Davis. the Al
0: Davis memorial exactly. pick or something, right?
2: Right. Who is I, Blanking on it because it's late. Who was the speedy receiver they took that's the first wide receiver off the board probably Brian, ten years
0: Brian, ago? Ryan Wilson will tell you because he's from Maryland and he ended up playing for the Steelers. Darius Haywood Bay. Yes. Bay. Hey. Hey, by the way, what does Bay mean? What does Bay mean? Does right you
4: know, kind of idiot would ask that? Question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. I mean, like that's that's been the go to for the Raiders. Like they take the 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 the, su- the combine superstar. Now Ruggs is more than that, but like his yeah. production isn't great in Alabama. Well, the
2: thing I didn't like about it, it maybe it, this isn't the case, but it felt like what if they hadn't gone Ruggs at 12, gone someone else, would Ruggs have still been there at 19 maybe? Like it didn't seem like a great value pick, but that's again, that's using our own evaluations and we don't know how every other team viewed Ruggs. Maybe every other team had Ruggs as the first wide right receiver off the board and that makes it a good value pick, but I don't like this pick with the quarterbacks that they have, but I don't think any of us, even if we all think Mariota will usurp Carr this coming season, I don't think any of us think those are guys are their long-term solution at the position. So in a year or two, this might look like a great pick if they get out, get a really good quarterback prospect who is willing to stand in the pocket and doesn't track the ball down and is willing to chuck it deep. That's not Derek Carr. I don't know if that's right. Marcus Mariota with his injury issues, but I think this pick could look good in a year or two once we know who they're – Future franchise quarterback is. We just don't know that right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not fair to attach this pick to Derek Carr, who was not, who was chosen before the current regime got there. Now, like Rich Gannon was on this podcast, and s- like, uh, I mean, like hey, we were doing a video chat thing, and I mean, like, I, look, Rich Gannon didn't work for the Raiders. I mean, but he. He's like, he's like here for, uh, if you want an alpha wide receiver, drive Gruden's offense. You want a guy who can play multiple spots, who is great with yards after the catch, who get, is like, has great hands in the intermediary and short areas. And like, that's CD Lamb. So I was, I was so confident they would take CD Lamb at 12 when he was there. Uh, Prisco had been saying for, for weeks that Ruggs would be the first wide receiver off. He was right. Give him credit there. It was a great call. I, I just, it, it just, it just feels like it doesn't fit what their quarterbacks do. If they replace the quarterbacks, then maybe it doesn't matter. Right, Breach?
1: Yeah, this is like – uh look, you have receivers that would have made more sense with the Raiders. You get a better route runner. Jerry Judy. Uh, Jerry Judy, I thought, would have been – that's who I had mocked to them. Uh, I, I, it just would have made a lot more sense. You guys hit the nail on the head with Derek Carr. He's not looking to throw the ball downfield, so why are you taking the fastest person – in the draft, this is like me buying a gym membership. I don't go to the gym. Like, that doesn't do anything for me. So why am I paying money for this gym membership? I, would, I, I need to cancel that, by the way. But that's what they're doing here with the Raiders is you have Henry Ruggs. You have the fastest guy, but you can't take advantage of that speed because you have a quarterback who doesn't like to throw down field. So it just – it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I do think – I think, Sean, you said he probably would have been available at 19. I know they were probably worried about the 49ers taking a receiver, which, you know, you have to look at the draft board. But the way it broke down, you know, the Cowboys wouldn't have taken receiver. CD Lamb wasn't available. And, and so somebody would have been there. I think, uh, Jerry Judy obviously went to the Broncos and I don't think the Cowboys would have taken Henry All right.
0: Ruggs. All right. well, let me, let me ask you this. Wouldn't it make more sense if the Raiders had taken CD Lamb, the Broncos had taken Henry Ruggs and the Cowboys had taken Jerry Judy? Or you can give the Broncos Jerry Judy and give the, the, the Cowboys Henry Ruggs. I'm just taking the, the three teams that took wide receivers, like the actual matchup to me with their current scheme fit doesn't make a lot of sense. Now, d- don't get me wrong. Good effing luck stopping CD Lamb, like Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper next year, along with, uh, uh, Tony Pollard and his backup Zeke Elliott. Like good, good luck stopping that. That's going to be a high octane offense. I just, I, and I don't mind the Cowboys pick at all. I'd like the Cowboys pick. To me, yeah. that's the best player on the board.
1: Well, I'll just say real quick I don't think, I'm not sure the Cowboys would have taken receiver if anybody but CeeDee Lamb was available. They're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, because you were saying that they might have taken Judy or Ruggs if they had been available there. I don't think they would have. Because Jerry Jones was saying, CeeDee Lamb was literally the sixth guy they had ranked He's, overall on the their third draft.
0: Guy, he was the third guy on my, per, on my personal draft board. Like, I would have taken CeeDee Lamb third overall. I, so, I, I no qualms about
2: it. Yeah, I was going to say my takeaway from the from the Raiders taking Henry Ruggs is that the two winners were the Broncos and the Cowboys. Because I don't even think the Broncos at 15 were thinking that they were going to get Jerry Judy. Maybe they were thinking CeeDee Lamb at 15 or maybe Ruggs at 15 would have made sense for them. But I think they never thought in a million years you look at all those teams that could have taken the top wide receiver off the board that they would be getting Jerry Judy. And that's probably – I mean, Elway's had some good first-round picks. We make fun of him for the quarterbacks, but, look, he got Vaughn Miller. He got Bradley Chubb and all that. This is an incredible value. Getting the number one wide receiver in most people's eyes at 15 after another wide receiver went off the board, I think that's tremendous.
0: He, he was two for me, but Jerry Judy's very good, and he pairs nicely with Courtland Sutton. Like, it's a good look for Drew. Like, you want to build around Drew Locke? You give him Courtland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Noah Fant. You'll find out pretty quickly if he's good. Um Wilson. What did you think about the Cowboys and Jerry Jones' S Eaton grin aboard his, like, the, by the way, the power play on the yacht was incredible. He's just on his yacht, like, amid this, like, it's like a, like a lower deck that looks bigger than my house. Uh, and he takes C.D. Lamb while just trying not to spit uh, Johnny Walker Blue out grinning about taking Lamb.
4: I saw the picture. I didn't know where he was. I said, "Man, they really upgraded the party bus there." But that was a yacht, so clearly they parked the party bus on the yacht and then went riding around. Where is he anyway?
0: Is he in the Gulf? Like, where, where's the where's the yacht? It's uh, it's actually a, a it's a yacht that floats and it, 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 it flies. It's like the thing from Avengers where it, it looks like it's a it's a boat, but it actually flies. Oh yeah,
4: <laughs> right. Gotcha. So um, Samuel, Jackson, he's, a, he's, he's
0: to, above Kansas somewhere right now. Don't worry about it. Gotcha.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, as Breach pointed out, uh, I, I, I like the idea of CeeDee Lamb there. Prisco wasn't sure about the fit, but I, I think City Lamb fits everywhere. Uh, I'm not sure Henry Ruggs would have been there in 19, though. I, I mean, that might be a little ambitious. Uh, I will point this out, however, and I don't think anyone anywhere had this, at least not in the last few weeks. Jalen Rager was the fourth wide receiver off the board. We've all been on the Justin Jefferson bandwagon. And um, the thing is, I love Jalen Rager uh, to the Eagles. I think that's going to be really exciting. Uh, he could. Can play anywhere. He can return kicks. He had a few drops last year, but that offense wasn't really clicking with a with the young quarterback. So I think he's one of these guys that maybe didn't ball out as much as we thought he he should have. But I think that that will change uh, with Carson Wentz throwing the ball. And um, are, I, are, are you
0: are, are you okay with the Eagles going Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson?
4: Yeah, I was going to say I'm secretly I, I like this move a lot. I don't know how Debo feels about it. But um, we just weren't talking about it. He wasn't on the radar. We were talking late first round, somewhere in the second for Jalen Rager and, and Justin Jefferson made his move at the combine when you're in that four four three. He doesn't play that fast. He plays fast enough, and he didn't face a lot in the way of, of press man coverage. Uh, and Jalen Rager moves around uh, on the formation, and and he's electric. He I think he's more electric with the ball in his hands than um, than JJ is Justin Jefferson. And, and also, I don't know how people feel about like this. I think Jalen Rager is a bigger version of. of KJ Kamler, Hamler, excuse me, and with slightly better hands. So, you know, if you like that, I think Eagles fans will, will like the, the idea of Jalen Rager being there.
0: Debo, what's our, uh, what's our official Eagles prognostication from this draft? Because you had a
3: hot slack take. I'm
0: curious what no, you have to say about am
3: I'm all in after hearing what Ryan just had to say. I'm clipping that. <laughs> I'm posting it. I'm sending it to all the haters on Twitter right now that are calling for Howie Roseman's job. Jalen Rager did not have the benefit of potentially the best college quarterback ever throwing to him. I think there's just a lot of people in the Twitter sphere that are very um aware of Justin Jefferson's game because of the national championship game and they're not watching TCU on a weekly basis. I could not name their quarterback who is leaps and bounds worse Oh he
0: stinks. He stinks. Yeah. So oh, he stinks, I bet on TCU he stinks. So, Let me ask you, Debo, is this Colin Wolf's fault? For, for trumping up, uh,
3: Justin Jefferson to the Eagles so aggressively. Yeah, sure. No, we don't want to create any enemies. Right, um, right. You,
0: you can blast Kylie Wolf. No. She and her it's
3: fine. Love, uh, Colleen, love Gonzo. I- I'm, I'm in favor of the pick. If he's a better version of KJ Hamler, who I wanted the Eagles to target with the 53rd pick in the, in the second round, I'm for it. Let's not, uh, let's not fire Howie quite yet. I told you, I don't, I don't think the Broncos were willing to move away from 15 when Judy landed in their lap. The Falcons were trying to move up from 16, not move back. I don't see really where the spot to move up was unless it was with San Francisco at 14. Well, I think, I think your point of the Falcons is
0: important because the Falcons took A.J. Terrell out of Clemson a cornerback, and I do believe that the Cowboys were in on the cornerback uh, game. So if the Falcons move back from 16 to 21 to let the Eagles come up and take C.D. Lamb, then the Cowboys may just have just taken A.J. Terrell, and then the Falcons
3: are SOL. Um, well, well, the because... Raiders also took Arnett with a 19th pick, a cornerback, so the Falcons wouldn't want to yeah, yeah, miss or, the,
0: or, the, or the Raiders were taking Terrell. Yeah, exactly. And like Chase, so the, so the Falcons, JLC tweeted this, and I, I firmly believe this is true. The Falcons at 16 were in on Terrell and uh, uh, Caleb on Chason. So, like, they knew if they went back to 21 – they weren't getting one of those guys and that was a correct assumption.
3: And probably missing both.
0: The move was for the Eagles to go to 14 with the 49ers, but I'm guessing that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch wanted a second, maybe a, probably a second round pick to come up seven spots. Cause they knew that that was a big drop off there too. So look, I mean, get, look, they, why would, why was, why was anybody questioning Howie Roseman? Just he he brought the Eagles a Super Bowl. He he has done incredible. Like he was part of Andy Reid's staff. Howie Roseman is
3: awesome. He does a great job year in and year
0: out. If he likes Jalen Rager better than Justin Jefferson,
3: by all means, preach. Let's have a little confidence in the guy that's getting it done. And I don't think a lot of people have watched, like you said, any TCU games. So I'm sure he's. Did watched. the
0: Eagles win the Super Bowl three years ago? Breach is breach is wearing an eagle. No, no no, was it a purple? Yeah, it's that's fifty two, right?
3: Yeah. February 4th, 2018.
0: No, I thought, I thought all the, remember Breach, all the pullovers were purple, right? Or did we get those from?
1: This is the Eagles Super Bowl.
0: Uh, I brought my brother, I brought, oh yeah, okay, all right, fair enough. Um, anyway, the, the point being is that, like, Howie Roseman won a Super Bowl three years ago. Stop questioning Howie Roseman. If he wants Jalen Raker over Justin Jefferson, he likes him better. Uh, Jeff, Justin Jefferson did go the next pick though, to the Minnesota Vikings. I love this selection. And, in fact, I love the the, the other wide receiver selection, Wilson, uh, Brandon Ayuk, to the San Francisco 49ers. Which one is a better fit, Jefferson in the Gary Kubiak uh, zone-blocking play-action scheme or Ayuk in the uh, Kyle Shanahan scheme?
4: Ayuk, and it's because Mike Zimmer isn't ultimately the one who's who's um, at the top of the org chart, which Kubiak will have to deal with. And – Shanahan told reporters after that pick that, that that Ayuk was their number one guy, so they traded back up. That's who they got. They didn't have to move a long way. I I love Ayuk. He only ran a four or five in the combine. He had a core muscle injury. He had a hip injury at the senior bowl, so he didn't work out there. I was sort of bummed about that, but he is electric. He can return kicks and he is a yak machine. And much in the same way, if C.D. Lamb is the yak monster one, Brandon Ayuk is yak monster two. Like he is. Dangerous. And he was better than Nikhil Harry um, in 2018 when they were both at Arizona State. And I think he's going to be a better pro as well, especially in an offense that will know how to use him. I guarantee you Shanahan will wear him out. And they have Debo Samuel as well. So that makes things even easier. And the big winner in all this is Jimmy GQ.
0: Yep. I agree with that. Sean, you're our uh, noted offensive lineman savant. Uh, What did you think about the (laughs) Uh, block? Hey, Andrew Thomas, number one offensive lineman. I will tell I will uh toot my own horn again there. I, I I don't have a problem with any of these picks. I in fact I think they were great picks. So you look at Giants take Andrew Thomas. It's a high floor guy, probably a high ceiling. We step in and help Daniel Jones. The Browns take Jedrick Willis. They had to take a tackle. Jets need a tackle. They take Makai Beckton. The Bucks move up and take Tristan Wirfs. This would be my question, Sean. Uh, what's more concerning that Chadwick Wills, excuse me, that uh the Bucks gave up a fourth-round pick to move up one spot, or that the Dolphins entrusted a very raw prospect in Austin Jackson to protect Tua Tungavaloa, even though uh Tua's left-handed?
2: I don't have a problem with either move, and it, it's because sure. I think the Bucks are in the position where I, – I said this – I think it was on yesterday's podcast, actually, where I was fine with them giving up all the resources they needed to get as long as they get – Left tackle, and I, I was thinking I was talking about in the context of Trent Williams and like making a move for him, because I think. Nothing matters to the Bucks except the next two years, and that's very short-sighted. I acknowledge that. That's not the way we look Should at be. most teams. But with Tom Brady being 43, year old, 43 years old, trading a fourth-round pick for Robert Gronkowski, who's coming out of retirement at the age of 31, I think nothing else matters except the next two years, and you figure out whatever mess you're left with after that because your goal is to win one Super Bowl over the next two years. And then you look at the Dolphins. Yes, they take a raw prospect, but I don't know with the shortened offseason, with Tua's medical history – with Ryan Fitzpatrick and even Josh Rosen, we always forget about selling the roster. I don't know how much of the field, two is actually going to see in the upcoming season. I think he'll play a little bit, but I don't think he's going to play that much. So I think it's okay to take developmental prospects because I don't think the Dolphins, while I think they'll be competitive in the coming year, I don't think their target is 2020. I think they're aiming for 2021 and maybe even 2022. And by then, in theory, Austin Jackson or Rob, a Rob Prospect will be able to develop into the tackle they need to protect Tua.
0: Great call. I'm surprised that John Brees didn't have some uh contradictory opinion about offensive linemen. No, I mean, I, I agree. Uh, the Saints also took Cesar Ruiz, a surprise move by them. But a good look. They value offensive linemen. And the Titans took Isaiah Wilson, uh, number 29. Those are the offensive linemen taken. A huge night for offensive linemen. If you just see over on offensive linemen taken, you cast it. Uh, let's go to winners and losers and we're going to start with you, Wilson. Give us your winners in this draft. You have like 12 of them.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. Um,
0: thumbs up Raiders. Bucks, hey, wh- Raiders. Hey, hey, Ryan, hey, Ryan, guess what? What you have to be on set in nine hours. Okay. Let's get, let's
2: get through this without, <laughs> without him having another meltdown that we cut from this podcast already.
4: No, I like what the Raiders did. I like the, um, the, the fact that Damon Arnett's 24 years old, but I think he's a guy who can come in and play right away. We talked about the Bucs, uh, especially what I liked about the Bucs. He's 24? In yeah. Um, but the, the the math there is, okay, we don't have to teach this guy. He is who he, he's going to be. We love who he is now. He's smart, so on and so forth. So there's no sort of projecting. This is it, and they clearly they like, like it. Um, the Bucks they're protecting Tom Brady, but I also love the fact they didn't have to give up anything other than that fourth-round pick. So... Uh like I mentioned, running back perhaps in, in the second round, maybe wide receiver. Uh the Cowboys. I mean, you can't not be happy about that. We mentioned Ayuk already. And love to the Packers. I was all over that, even though um Breach absolutely hates it.
0: What about your losers? Wait, why do you why do you love it again? Okay, or Breach could jump in. Or what about your loser. <laughs> no,
1: I I just want to hear the like he said for the team. I'm not talking about Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love. Why is this good for the
0: team? We literally talked about this for the entire 20
4: minutes. It was yesterday, literally yesterday, but we did talk about it.
0: Sorry, it started started at 1.30 a.m. But, I mean, like, uh, all right, Wilson, who are your losers? Herbert and the
4: Chargers. We talked about that. Look, the Seahawks do crazy things every year in the draft. This year they did a crazy thing. Last year they took L.J. Collier. This year they took Jordan Brooks. JLC has been on the Jordan Brooks going in the first-round bandwagon for a few weeks. Uh, He's not one of the best. Not, not two of the top two anyway in terms of linebackers. He's not even my top three. Uh, I think he went second overall. Patrick Queen went later. Um, I like Jordan Brooks. He ran a four five. He's not great in coverage. And if that's something you're looking for, then maybe not. And then Ruiz, I absolutely love Cesar Ruiz. I'm not sure the Saints need him after taking Eric McCoy last year in the second round. He plays center. Um, they re-signed, uh, Andres Pete to play left guard and they had Larry Warf- Warford, excuse me, playing right guard. So where's Ruiz going to fit? Uh, that's the question there.
0: All right, Sean. What about you? Who's your uh, who Who are your winners here? As you're texting your lady friend,
2: my winner, as I've been locked in and ready for this segment, are the Arizona Cardinals. And look, this is like an all encompassing. Off season, like I like I think if you would have talked about the Cardinals in January and said what is her absolute wildest best case scenario for this entire offseason I don't think any of us could have come up with what happened with the DeAndre Hopkins trade signing Jordan Phillips I thought was a good move and the the cherry on top is getting a player like Isaiah Simmons when I thought there were several teams in front of them that could have pulled the trigger on a player like who's been compared to Darius Leonard, he's been compared to Derwin James, and I think the fact that he's been compared to a safety and a linebacker just illustrates how versatile this guy is. And you look at a team like the Cardinals that had a lot of holes on defense, they got a guy who's going to fill multiple holes. They want a guy who can help rush the passer opposite Chandler Jones. They got a guy. They got a guy who you want to help cover tight ends in the middle of the field. You got that guy. And the fact that he got it all in one player I thought was tremendous value. And I also really thought the Panthers made a mistake by not taking him one spot ahead of them. I would have preferred that pick. Um, I did have a quote earlier open. That can
0: can I, I can I push back on? Um, go for it. Yeah, I would say that the one problem with the Panthers taking Isaiah Simmons is that they already have Shaq Thompson. And I think if your linebacking core is Shaq Thompson and Isaiah Simmons, you are begging to be like if if you if you play the Titans, the Titans are going to f you in the face. That would be my problem. Um, I I get. I, I actually think that uh, Isaiah Simmons could do a good job covering up. I think Isaiah Simmons will be what Steve Kime wanted Hassan Reddick to be when he took him in the first round. One pick after, by the way, Patrick Mahomes and, and Kime liked Patrick Mahomes and just didn't trade up for him. So I, I think I have no problem with it taking Simmons. I, I would have liked him to take CD Lamb and just quadruple down on offense. Spread it out with Kyler and just let him operate with weapons.
2: I guess my question for you is: Who do you think is the more valuable player in today's NFL? The
0: Derek White Brown. Or or Der-
2: the- no, 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 who the Panthers, Derek Brown or Isaiah Simmons?
0: I'm talking about the Cardinals. I mean, I, I, I think Isaiah Simmons is better. Yeah, it deployed correctly. Yes.
2: Well that's and so that's why I'm like and I didn't mean this to turn into a bash of Panthers. I didn't even list him as one of my losers because I think Derek Brown has good value with that pick, but I'm saying it's like I didn't expect Isaiah Simmons to actually fall that far. I was prepared to actually I wrote an article about the Cardinals getting great value in Isaiah Simmons. I was prepared to write that same article about the Chargers and then the Chargers took Herbert, and well, I couldn't write that article
0: well his 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 betting market shifted like twelve hours before the thing like it totally changed it was. Like all of a sudden it was over six and a half. It's was like minus 250. He was definitely not going in the top seven. I agree with you. I like, I like, I love Simmons as as a player. I just think if he doesn't go to the right spot, it's a disaster.
2: So to your point, David Newton of ESPN, I think he covers the Panthers, reported that the Panthers liked Isaiah Simmons a lot at number seven, and they thought he was the best pure athlete on the board, but they thought he was a better fit for a veteran team because of his ability to play so many positions. But that, to me, seems like a little bit of faulty logic. I just think that, like, yes, right now you guys don't have a lot of veterans or you're not a good team, but if you draft him in a year or two, he might suddenly be the best player on that defense.
0: I'm with you, man. Uh, what about your loser?
2: My loser was Aaron Rodgers, and we, oh, look, we already we already discussed. Oh that. boy,
0: is it because he just... went to Cal? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I hate that school. It uh, is actually
0: ironic that you hate Aaron Rodgers so much, even though he went to your alma mater. Well, he
2: was before I was a Cal fan. Before I went to Cal, I was a Bears fan, so that makes. A uh, well, Ben
1: of Roethlisberger thing. was. And you he, hate Jerry? Goff? went to the oh, team that, I don't That's,
0: like int-
2: it. That's
1: interesting, Bree. And you that hate, have
0: that. uh, what's his name, uh, Davis, uh, Davis Webb. Yeah, Wait, I hate Davis Webb. <laughs> you hate Davis Webb, you hate Aaron Rodgers, you hate Jared Goff. Is this just uh, a self-loathing situation?
2: I like Keenan Allen.
0: Everyone likes Keenan Allen. Is because sure? he has two first names? Sure.
2: Keenan Allen.
0: Sure. Please don't ever do that again.
2: For All right, my reach,
0: reach, let's get to actually. We'll do my winners and losers real quick. My winner, the Dolphins. I, I gotta give you credit. I cannot believe that stupid plan worked. It was so stupid and so obvious. You're know, like, like. You played, you played the local media and told them that you were like, we, Tua is our fourth quarterback. And then you told every national media member that you didn't want Tua and every mock draft had you taken Justin Herbert and everyone bid on it and you still got Tua. Incredible. It was, I, I, I can't believe that worked. So kudos to you. It was an outstanding smokescreen, screen, and he got to and you still got two extra picks in the first round, including Austin Jackson, an offensive lineman who you can develop to protect him. Uh, and then they got Noah Igbanogany, who was one of Pete Briscoe's better than guys. That's a great cornerback pick. Losers, I will say the Chargers. And this is biased because I don't like Justin Herbert, and I don't think he's a bad person, but as Wilson and I have said multiple times, on this podcast, he's a day two pick, and you took him with a six overall pick. And if, if if this Chargers team stinks this year, a new coach will have to develop them. And then all of a sudden, yes, Sean?
2: I was going to say, and I meant to say this earlier, but we moved on. I would be willing to make a prediction for next year that we're having a discussion about are the Chargers going to take a quarterback when they've only seen Justin Herbert play for five games? And should they take a quarterback? That that to me feels like this pick a year from now they're going to be in a similar situation potentially, and we're going to have that discussion. Have they seen enough? Like the Dwayne Haskins Redskins or even the Josh Rosen Cardinals discussion? We're going to have that next year with the with the Chargers. I think.
0: I mean, like I'm I'm in a, I'm in a, with Justin Herbert. I'm in this weird spot where I know I'm right. I'm I'm worried that I'm so right. I'm looking around wondering what, what I'm wrong on. It's like, it's like when you have a full house, you're like, is there a straight flush? I'm not seeing like, is, is there a chance that I'm wrong? Like this guy's not good. He's not going to be good at the NFL level. He cannot anticipate anything. He had clean pockets like crazy in Oregon. He's not going to have those with the Chargers. Philip Rivers for 10 years had the worst off, like one of the bottom 5 worst offensive lines in football. If Justin Herbert plays behind those offensive lines, he will be murdered. His anticipation is garbage. His deep throws are kind of okay, but he can't throw to like an open receiver at the boundary. He won't be good with the Chargers. He won't be. I promise you, this is a disaster. What was Ryan's comp? He said his ceiling He's was Blaine Josh Blaine Allen. His
2: floor was, his floor was Blake Bortles. Ryan, what was it?
4: Blaine Gabbert.
2: Yes.
0: Oof. He's Blaine Gabbert. He's West Coast Blaine Gabbert.
4: <laughs> Another comp that, that I had during the season, like during the January, February, was um Ryan Tannehill. And the lesson there is it's going to take time. So, Ryan Tannehill wasn't great until 18 months ago, eh. So if he, if that happens, are you willing to wait? Tannehill was drafted in, what, 2012? Are you willing to wait that long?
0: And, and look, like, look, listen, Wilson and I have had these conversations for how many months, Ryan? Five, six months? Like, where we were texting, we're like, is Justin Herbert good? It's like, and that like, I watched the Arizona State game, you're like, no, this guy sucks. He can't <laughs> make throws in spots where he should obviously make throws. And I don't mean to spare Justin Herbert, but he's not good.
1: I would say the flip side of that is that teams haven't really whiffed on a top six pick as far as quarterbacks go over the past, say, 15 years. Like since scouting is really – Sean, you're making that face. I, I can name one player.
0: And, Mitchell and, Trubisky. I'm but just like saying, Trubisky. saying.
2: You saying that to the Bears and to the face is insulting. I was going to count Trubisky as a half because <laughs> the
1: jury's not out on him. Oh yes, it is. What are you talking about?
0: Is it? <laughs> But it's like would you would you give what are your what is your grading like? Vince Young. Vince <laughs> Young was the other but that's only two quarterbacks of the Vince Young? Have you lost your mind? Oh my
4: god. Hey Breach. What is
0: happening?
4: Breach still thinks Nathan Peterman could be a first
0: pick?
1: No, what? I'm saying Vince Young was the guy who didn't pan out as a top six pick. Are what? you on drugs? He only played five years <laughs> in the NFL. He completely fizzled Nuclear. out. He had a he had a great rookie year and then completely fizzled out.
4: You know why he was supposed to be the fourth quarterback taken and somehow got taken earlier.
1: <laughs> well are you guys saying that Vince Young was some sort of amazing quarterback? Yeah, my my point was Mr. Bisky. Wasn't Vince Young rookie of the year?
2: Yeah. yeah. I just
1: said that. He had an amazing rookie year and then fizzled out.
2: My point was Mitchell Trubisky breach. I'm not with him on the. Okay, picture. fine then. I'll just stick with Mitchell Trubisky.
0: So, right,
1: so, so, breach, so just, I can rub just, it in so Sean's breach, face.
0: Breach. Just so what? What was your? What were your time parameters? The last 15 years, there's not been a bad pick in the top. So six. 2005. So what would you call Jamarcus Russell, man? What? What? Yeah, Jamarcus Russell. That was a bad pick. He's <laughs> the. You, he's the
1: only call... flat out. Would you call a Mark, wait, Sanchez wait, wait. A bad hey. Mark Sanchez with the two AFC title games? That's,
0: that's garbage.
1: Oh How's that garbage? Get Brenton, out of here. Brenton,
4: You said you said uh, you said the breach. What would you call to Marcus Russell? And he said Jamarcus Russell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got you there. So, so, so breach breach. Would you describe Marcus Mariota or Blake Bortles as good picks? James Winston even? He's not even signed. No, I, I, that's a total whiff.
1: James Winston's not a total whiff. Uh, I would not, put, he didn't get, he didn't get signed to a second contract. That's a huge whiff. The New England Patriots don't have a quarterback and they chose just not All right. to sign. For instance, you tweet out this poll. It was James Winston a draft bust?
0: Dude, relative, James Winston is a draft bust. Relative to where he was, he was if he was drafted no, at, you don't, you don't
1: have to put relative to anything. Everybody knows where he was picked. Just put yes or no, was James Winston a
0: draft bust? Where you said there hasn't, there's been one bad draft pick. And it was Jamar Russell. Six. And then yeah. there's a the half guys like Trubisky. Vince Young. Why is Vince Young involved here? Cause
1: we were talking about Mitchell Trubisky. I, that, like I was saying that you have these like half guys. What about guys, Sam Bradford? You interrupted Master. me before I finished anything. No, d- Sam Bradford's not a bust.
0: Sam Bradford is 100% a bust.
2: Tweet that one out. Take that poll. Wait, I
1: think
0: wait, I win that one too. Wait, Are you wait, serious? Wait, wait. wait. You don't think Sam Bradford is a bust? Sam seven Bradford and, was not nine, a good quarterback. Seven and nine, one and nine, seven, eight and one, three, four and zero. Oh. Sam Bradford went eighteen thirty and one as Sam <laughs> Jamarcus Russell was a you bust. You can call him not a bust if you want, but you've lost your mind.
4: Jamarcus <laughs> Russell
0: was a bust.
4: This is literally the worst argument I've ever heard from me.
0: <laughs> you want to acknowledge the. Droopy elephant in the room named Blake Bortles. He went to an AMC title game. <laughs> and let's 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 be real
2: quick. This conversation started by Breach saying there has not been a bad quarterback pick in the top <laughs> six in fifteen years, and we just named at least like five. Know? And, and,
0: and we're good. being and we're being kind to Jared Goff here. <laughs> <laughs> Jury still out on Jared Goff. <laughs> and it's three thirteen in the morning, so we don't want to insult Carson Wentz. Less D. come at us. Just kidding. Carson Wentz is good.
1: All right, I oh,
0: can Get out of here, Breach. I,
1: I just felt RG3. that. Rg
0: three. Rg three is a bust. For instance, RG3. I bash
1: okay. Justin Herbert as much as you do, and I was trying to be the upside guy and argue why he could be good. And I, on the HQ show, I really spent ten minutes, a whole segment,
0: knocking. Uh, the sad Justin thing Herbert. is, you interrupted my loser, the Herbert and the Chargers, to steal it. Who's your winner? Uh, my
1: winner are the Triple Bs, the Buccaneers, Broncos, and Bengals. Buccaneers win the draft. They need a left tackle. They got it. Broncos had Jerry Judy fall in their lap. Bengals didn't do anything stupid. Uh, SEC, also my winner for producing the most first-round picks yeah. in NFL history for one draft. Cliff Kingsbury, also my winner, which counts as Sean's winner, the Cardinals, because he had the coolest house.
2: Uh, but that photo, I tweeted this out. If you're sitting on that level of couch with like a coffee table, if you gotta use the computer, that's really bad for your back. It's gonna get sore after a couple uh, hours. Uh,
0: that was the that was the coolest thing on the planet. People were like, "How can he afford this?" It's like, A, he's in Arizona, you can't walk outside. B, he doesn't have kids or a wife, so like, yeah, like, and, and C, he's been coaching professional football and was a professional football quarterback for like three years. The, Cliff Kingsbury's worth like thirty-five million dollars minimum. That house is cakewalk to him
1: and a Ooh. house in Arizona is like half the price of a house in Nashville or San yeah. Francisco or New that York. That little or. that
0: little like that little curtain swing out there looks nice until you walk outside and all of a sudden you're just being blowtorched by Hank Scorpio uh by your <laughs> losers.
1: Uh my losers are the Packers which we, the whole team I think this pick is going to mess up their team chemistry because I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be that upset, and it's just going to make things awkward. I don't think it's just a Rodgers-Jordan-Love situation. I really think it's going to mess this entire team up. That's how bad I think this pick is. And my other loser is the kid at Mike Frabel's house, Mike Frabel's <laughs> son, although I have found the Sepruder film of that, and it appears that he was not going to the bathroom, and in fact, he may have been sitting on a stool.
4: Did anyone think that why would he have a bathroom with a see-through window? I mean, why would there be a bathroom there?
1: It's why like a would window. there be a guy in a Frozo costume? <laughs> right, right. First of all, right, it
0: was a reflection. I'm not sure if you know how mirrors work. Oh, was it a reflection? Yes, yeah. it's an obvious Did reflection, guys. Okay. It God almighty, what are you guys doing? All
2: right.
1: No, I'm
0: guy and the Tiger King guy to realize it's a reflection. All right. <laughs> Oh, that
2: if makes it. Oh, people. you're you're right, and that makes it so much better because it's exactly. so much more believable. In fact,
0: in fact, as soon as I saw it, I was like, they planned this. They're like, let's have one guy in a frozen thing, one guy in a thi- in a in a Tiger King thing, and one guy in the bathroom. And like, if you're, if it was three dudes who are 19 <laughs> years old, and it's like everyone's like zooming in, the entire country zooming into our dad's house, and our dad doesn't care about anything because <laughs> he joked about his being cut off at the before the season in order to facilitate the Super Bowl championship. Then, like the third guy's, like, here's what I'll do: I'll go fake like I'm taking a dump, and we'll <laughs> we'll make sure it's in the mirror. That's a that's a, so obvious. That's my immediate reaction. Having done it's a bunch ob- of stuff, it's obvious to you. what's
2: that? That's it's obvious to you. I don't think
0: we're learning people. a lot
2: about our respective maturity levels here.
0: All right, so Ryan, uh, if you could, if you don't mind, give me a. Uh, your uh your your top 33 people available for day 2 along with an individual grade for each one
4: <laughs> all right you ready let's do it what
0: no do uh, but seriously like if you if you're uh you're the Bengals you're on the clock you're you're uh you're you're Mike Brown who are you taking
4: well there's a run on linebackers so so that was unfortunate if you're the Bengals there i don't think they would take someone like Logan Wilson uh out of Wyoming who who is uh, a good player i don't think he's a top of the second round player um I would maybe think about wide receivers. Someone like Denzel Mims would certainly be a lot of fun. They spent a lot of time in free agency shorting up that defense. Uh I think it's too really to take a tight end at the top of the second round. What are you looking to have Breach, over there with that first pick?
1: Uh I think looking at the people that are I don't think a wide receiver is that crazy of guys like Chennault and Denzel Mims, uh you know, that are still out there. I wouldn't you know, Josh Jones is still there. I don't think that would be a horrible pick on the offensive line.
0: And uh I've got yeah. breach, breach. I've got a. I've got a, a wild card move for you. This is an fu to Joe Mixon. You draft DeAndre Swift and tell yeah. Joe, tell Joe Mixon you're not holding out. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Sean. Well, th- this leads me to my point, Sean. Did you like the Clyde evers Hilaire pick for the Chiefs?
2: No, no. I, I think he's going to be a very good player and he's going to put up monster stats and he'll help them. But I just think relative value, I would rather them taking like a
0: corner, for example. See, I just, I disagree. I think, I think if Andy Reid values someone at 32, I, 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 the worst part is I had, I had it typed into my mock, my final mock to send. You've been saying it like, I I had, I, I tell you, like I, I had Clyde, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, to the to the Chiefs and I was like, Andy Reid's never done this. He's not gonna do it now. And they I was furious.
2: I just I don't have a problem with like I'm not, you know, angry about it or whatever, but it's just like you just won the Super Bowl with Damien Williams and you drafted Jarvin Thompson. I don't think it's like a need. Right. I think he's gonna be great though. Like but I think So but
0: so like this is what I want to push back on a little bit. Like are you sure that this isn't sort of money ish? You draft a guy at thirty two, he's dirt cheap relative to what you're paying Damian Williams. It might actually make more sense to draft him there now.
2: I just Would you rather have him or Christian Fulton?
4: Him. So I'll say, I'll say a couple things. First of all, you have to be pulling your hair out if you have hair if you have the under of, of .5 on the running backs going around. <laughs> one. Pick 32, Clyde Edwards-Alarian comes up. Number two, Brett Beach went to Andy Reid and said, you need to watch this guy. He reminds me of Brian Westbrook. Uh, Andy Reid watched it and said he is better than Brian Westbrook, and that's what sold him on taking Edward DeLair at the bottom of the first round. There's no cornerback left on the board that will be more productive in, in terms of what Edward Delaire will do. And as Brentson pointed out, it's 32. Who cares? I mean, that guy is going to be a monster. And just like we were talking about Isaiah Simmons or Jeffrey Cuda going six to the Chargers, uh, that would have been neutralized with Edward DeLair. So maybe, maybe the Chargers did themselves a favor. Favor by, by risking it on, on a quarterback that Brinson truly and utterly hates more than anything else.
0: <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is like, uh, Damian Williams is 28, and, and not as old, but I mean, like, he's getting up there, and he has one year left on his deal. Do you want to give Damian Williams a big deal? Or just draft Clyde to later. They,
2: but, but they, and again, i am not a person that's like I hate the pick and I'm not, you know, I, 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 I'm not bothered. I know, by but I feel like
0: analytics is annoyed by taking a running back yes, in the first round. Yes, and but I, you, I don't like it.
2: But, but I think what you just presented about Damian Williams' situation, I think uh is mischaracterizing it because I don't think the Chiefs were ever considering giving him a big big time deal. If he wanted to come back on a cheap deal, they would do it. If he wanted to walk, they're gonna let him walk and they're gonna find the next guy like Damon Williams who was undervalued.
0: But but see, again, my point is like I think I think no one has been better and you agree with this. No one's been better at identifying great offensive talent than Andy yes. Reid over the past 15, 20 years. And and D B will agree with this too, like Brian Westbrook, LaShawn McCoy. Jeremy Macklin, like he just found guys. I mean, he got
2: Kareem Hunt in the third
0: round. Exactly. Patrick Mahomes at, you know, where he got him and Donovan McNabb. People booted for McNabb. Like Andy Reid is always right on these guys. His busts are very minimal. So if he like, if he loves Clyde Edward Hilaire enough to take him at 32, let him take him and let's assume that let's give him. He just won his first Super Bowl. Let's give him the damn respect that we give Bill well, Belichick when Bill Belichick does things that people don't like because of analytics. And that's and exactly the respect.
2: That's exactly why I'm not out here, you know, going hard against that pick. I think it's he's going to put up incredible monster numbers, and that's why I'm not going to criticize it. Let's see how the rest of the draft unfolds. So let's see he's, the corners that they get because they do have dynasty. dynasty.
0: He's your dynasty draft number one. Number two yes. should be Brandon branded Ayuk in Kyle Shanahan's system.
1: How do you think the Raiders and Broncos felt? They're like, oh, we got these receivers we didn't expect to get. Now we can uh, we can uh get in these shootouts with the Chiefs. And Andy Reid's like, Haha, we're going <laughs> to score 50 points a game because we're going to beef up this offense and score even more. And this is going to be like, you remember the Chiefs had Kareem Hunt a couple years ago, and he just lit it up back there. And I think Edward Solaire is probably better than him. And so if Kareem Hunt was killing it, you know, Edward Slater is going to put up some insane numbers that offense. And,
2: and let's not overlook how important then that Bashad Breland signing was, because that's what gave him the ability to take a luxury pick, which we can all agree it's a sure. luxury pick, but it, it can be a great luxury pick. But getting Breland back,
0: a, a pass catching running huge. back, matter, but but again, like we all thought, Damian Williams is the Super Bowl MVP. A pass catching running back matters in this system; it always has.
2: Yeah, but to your point, they you still che- have Damian Williams.
0: Yeah, but he's cheap. But David Williams is 28 and on, on one year. That's return. fine. That's fine. I don't, I'm not again. I'm not out here pedaling again. I actually fine. think it's ahead of the curve money ball. That's fine. So the rest of the guys on Wilson's list Yeter, gross. Matos huge whiff by me. Xavier McKinney. Christian Fulton. I, I, I need I need Jeremy Chen to go first. Uh, first safety or Ashton Davis or my guy Antoine Winfield. Show up, son. Uh, Jacob Eason is out there. J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, LaVisca Chenault, T. Higgins, A.J. Epinesa, Jonathan. This is a loaded second and third round. It's going to be fun to watch. We'll recap it all, of course. And uh, we'll make Breach uh, do a 15-minute, you know, diatribe about what the Biggles do at the top of the second round. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Talk to you guys tomorrow.